Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Middle Ground. I'm Caroline. And I am Joe. And welcome back. If you're new here, welcome. Yeah. I wonder we- how many people start from the beginning. Do you ever wonder that? Well, if you look at our like listens, oh, yeah, people definitely start from the beginning. Which is terrifying. And but. guys, I had this realization this week as we started the other podcast and we're strategizing to like get in front of more eyes that Caroline and I do no marketing of middle ground. <laughs> like we have our Instagram, but that gets pushed out to you guys that already follow us. And are loyal, yeah. And we have our Facebook group, which is full of people that already listen, I hope. And so we need to be doing better about that. We do. Matt and I are in the process of ordering the curtains for our bedroom. Oh, nice. And this is going to come in to why it's important to what I'm saying. And when we have those, we're going to have more of a permanent mic set up in there in the sitting area. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, I don't know, I keep going back and forth because we've been talking about me coming out to Bentonville Mondays to record, which I can still do. But I'm wondering, regardless of where we go to record... If we should just use like your vlog camera, if we go out to Bentonville yeah, and start filming ourselves, cause we could overlay the audio with the video that way we can edit clips. I know all the things. Would you we- guys be interested in that? Is that, do you guys like seeing clips of podcasts on like TikTok social media, and Instagram yeah. and the medias of social I feel like I do. Like, I do too. Personally, I've found a lot of podcasts yeah. that way. And then they like have the and they have the words right, like the closed caption. Yeah, it was like text. That's not the right. But word. they're not using just closed captioning. They like write it into yeah, they the write video it in. frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should start doing that. I think so too. And if we start doing that, will you guys listen to the episodes and be like, this minute clip would be the best yes. ever. Because sometimes Caroline and I are not good at knowing what's interesting to other people. It's hard to listen to yourself, kind of. Like, it's not, and it is, but I don't feel like I find myself entertaining or interesting. Yeah. The way other people might. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, my voice doesn't bother me. It's more like what you just said. Like, is this clip interesting? Right. My voice doesn't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's a barrier a lot of people have to get over. I was over that many moons ago with story <laughs> right because that's what all my friends i have very few friends that do social media i have some but most of my close friends you do it b does it jc does it so i have some close friends that do it but for the most part my friends are not active online at all and so i've had them go around in a circle and like try to record stories and it's the funniest thing oh, i bet of all time they're like how do you do this it's hard <laughs> It's, I don't know. I mean, it's not hard. It takes practice like anything, but at first it's hard. Anyone can do it. It's just something that has to be practiced. But if you're listening and you follow a lot of content creators online and you've never tried to film like a 60 second video, just try it. Yeah. It'll give you like a newfound view of it. Seriously. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Just like try to tell a story. It's like, I don't know how to talk all of a sudden. Even when I talk on the podcast, I'm like, words? I did that solo episode, the advice episode, last two weeks ago. And I had not talked on my own for a really long time. (laughs) I was like, I know it is kind of hard to talk on your own, on the podcast especially, because no one can see you and you're not talking to anyone. And there's no response at all. Yeah. 
So there are no cues. Yeah, there's no cues. So then you feel like you just have to like go into the next thing. It's like, okay, that was so choppy. But then you're like, oh, well, I don't know how to fix this. But anyways. That definitely takes practice. Yeah, definitely. Any life updates? I don't have anything. Oh, our rugs are being delivered today. Nice. But they're going to be stinky. Why? Because they're vintage Turkish Uh, rugs. That's not why they're stinky. But they're real wool. Oh. And it rained like crazy last night. And uh, the wonderful, wonderful woman who owns the vintage rug um, shop, she like looks for them for people and stuff and then has some inventory. But uh, she called me this morning and she was like, our garage has never flooded. It's never, and I don't think it flooded. I think just some water got in under yeah. the garage door because we had like heavy, heavy rain in Northwest Arkansas. And uh, they got wet. And you know how like a sheep or a dog, like yes. when they get wet, they smell? Yes. Well, it, it's like that. Yeah. And then you can lay them out to dry and they'll be fine. Right. Um, it's a non-issue, but she was going to wait to drop them off. She was like, I can bring them next week dry and stuff so they don't. And I told her, don't, don't change around your schedule for yeah. us to avoid a wet dog smell for right. a day. Like we're, we're big kids. Yeah. It'll be okay. We're big kids. We get yeah. this. Well, speaking of dogs, uh, Frankie has fleas, but what? not, <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. Frankie, like we give her the flea medicine every month and, I've never experienced fleas because obviously I've never had my own dog, but I like was looking and I saw this like teeny bug on her and I was like, no, there's no way, but they weren't, they're not like latching onto her. And I was like, oh, so then I was like brushing her. I got her straight in the bath. I stripped all of our bedding and all the things. And I was like, these are definitely fleas, but again, they're not latching onto her. They're just like trying to, but she's protected because she takes the medicine. Do fleas latch on? I think so. Do they not? I don't think so. I thought they just bit them. I thought they just bit. I don't think they hold on. They just on. like scurry around. I think so. And oh, like eggs maybe and I'm stupid. stuff. I think. I, uh. Well, she didn't have any bites either. Like no bites, no sign. She wasn't inching. Like at all. Like I found the fleas. Not because she was itching. So, uh, got her in the bath. I'm reading about fleas. Okay. Got her in the bath, you know, got most of them off. And again, they're not, they weren't a lot. Like, cause you hear about fleas and it's like, oh, they cover everything. Like there weren't a lot of them. So then I got them off and got her tiled off, like sorted everything, vacuumed the whole house. And then I was like, oh, I'll just watch her. Cause again, she's not itching. She's not, she doesn't seem like she's in pain or anything. So, long story short, um, I thought she was good. Like, I kept checking her, and she was fine. And then I found one more, and I was like, oh, my gosh. So then we went to Walmart and got all the flea things and um, yeah, sorted her they out. They just scurry around. Bite. Yeah, they don't like. So they do at any given time. 50% of fleas in someone's home are in larval stage. The larvae spin a cocoon to live in where they can develop into a pupa and then an adult. The adult flea may remain in the cocoon for up to five months until the vibration or presence of CO2 from a passing animal triggers it awake. Really? 
Vacuuming removes up to 30% of flea larvae and up to 60% of flea eggs from carpet and bedding, which is very interesting. And uh, they live in cracks of hardwood floor, so don't forget to vacuum those. Chairs, beds, furniture, cushions, and along walls. They prefer outdoors flea. Uh, they prefer moist, outdoor shady and cool places. So yeah, I would be careful in your house. Yeah, I know. We, I mean, last night we spent like all night deep cleaning and deep clean. We t- gave her two baths. And then sprayed all the stuff. But also, like, that's the other thing. Like, if you guys don't live in a home, not, not a, we don't own our home, but that's the thing. They're coming from the yard. Yeah. Because she's going in the backyard. You can get the yard treated. Yeah, we need to get the yard treated. But that's, a, it, it sounds so stupid, but it's like, you don't think about that. Because it's like, oh, this is my first year living in a house by myself. Yeah. Like, oh, my parents just did that. Like, I never thought about that. So it's like, oh, now I have to do that. Which is fine. It's just another thing on the list. But it's just so interesting. Like, you don't think about all that stuff. And then it's like, oh, this is happening. It took me... I remember that with my first apartment on my own. I had bugs because I was on the main floor. Oh, yeah. And I had never experienced bugs in my home. And... Which is such a privilege. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd never had to think about it. And so I, I do think that's part of it. It's just like... It's that initial, like, okay, I need to remember, I need to do pest control. I need to do, like, a big thing when we moved here is at the old house, we immediately set up for pre-emergent in the lawn. Um, And uh, this house, we didn't. So we finally had somebody out to start doing that. Like, there's just a lot of little things. Yeah, just, like, little, like, punch list things. And you don't think about, like, because I, I haven't ever thought about it. Well, and your parents don't think about it because once it's set up, right. they just pay for it quarterly or every six and months they come. or once a year or whatever it is. And those businesses just automatically come. Right. Because my dogs growing up never had fleas. So unless you moved a ton growing up and had to like reset up those things over and over again, I bet it like, because it's not front of mind for me. Right. And neither for me, but... Again, I'm like, okay. But again, it's the landlord's problem, really. So I just got to contact him. But yeah, so that's been going on in my house. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, But it's going to be fine. What's your grounding moment? My grounding moment is, oh, I'm going to Dallas tomorrow to see my nephew. Oh, that's a good grounding moment. Yeah. If you guys didn't know, I think I told this on the travel episode I did. By myself. Did I do that by myself? Yeah. yeah. Um, my car is still in Dallas because we couldn't get a flight. And long story short, it's been there for like three weeks. So I got to get my car. So my mom and I are going because it's Labor Day weekend. So long weekend. Going to see my nephew. Going to see family. And then get my car and drive it back. So that's my grounding moment. What's that sounds yours? amazing. My grounding moment is that I don't have to go anywhere this weekend. Nice. And... Caitlin Wilson's coming to our house to take family photos for us. Oh, that's awesome. She is going to do an in-home session, and I've never done an in-home session. Oh, really? Like, with a photographer. Like, we've obviously taken photos in our house, and I have lots of photos within our home, or, like, things that you've snapped, or JC snapped, or, like, but those have been truly in the moment of, like hey, you're here. Can you snap this? It's not been, like, I plan outfits, right? and somebody comes, and captures like yeah for like a couple hours yeah 
Caitlin's awesome. We, I don't know if it's going to be a couple hours. Caitlin, if you're listening <laughs> to this, it will have already happened, I guess. Four hours later. Yeah, I'm not expecting. No. Caitlin's awesome. We usually do a photo shoot with her every fall. Yeah. And so She's so incredibly talented. If, if you're anywhere in the United States, she travels for weddings and stuff. So if she's going for a wedding in your area, like I think that she lists like places that are states at least that she's traveling to in her Instagram. You could also reach out to her. Don't know, but yes. But if uh, she's traveling anywhere near you, like hiring her for an in-home or a like actionable session, because the thing about her work is it's very, it's very artsy one, but she also does really cool stuff with documentary style work. Yes. Where she can go do like an activity with you and she'll capture you and your family or you and your person or just dog. you even. Yeah. yeah, you and your dog. Uh, going and doing things and it's it will romanticize your life so much because her she's so talented Mm -hmm. i mean so talented it continues to blow my mind every time Mm -hmm. i've known her for years and years and years and it still blows my mind well that's fun yeah you're doing that this weekend monday yeah have fun really excited jealous yeah. i've actually never done an in-home session either because really it's what i wonder what i was just thinking about i'm like hyping up this photographer and every time i hype up a photographer we get this influx of messages about people think that i am against you as a photographer <laughs> she hates me <laughs> you know i'm com- being completely honest i forget you do photography on your own oh really yeah. I forget I do photography on my own, to be honest. No, I'm joking. My brain, even though this isn't your primary income, puts you as podcast host and content creator. Yeah. Because I think of that as more of like what you would like to be doing as your yes. full time and less of. And so I don't even think about like, like I think about Caitlin and Reagan and these friends who their passion is yeah no yeah yeah building a photography business i do not hate caroline or think caroline's not incredible <laughs> you can also hire caroline you she's amazing um no that's funny yeah i think of myself more as that too but then i don't because i sit at my computer and edit all the time so feel that um, i've been editing minis holy oh, moly yeah. i forgot what it's like to edit like six thousand pictures or Cole. Yeah. I'm not editing 6,000 yeah. pictures, but. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't remember. Anyway. Anyways. Oh, that's your granny moment. I was like, yeah. why are we talking about photography? Anyway, shall we dive into today's episode? Yeah. From the title, you guys know what we're talking about. Advice we would give to our high school selves. And I feel like this is perfect because it's back to school. Yeah. And whether you're in high school or not, I feel like you could benefit from this and learn more about us. So for sure, I think this will be an interesting one. I don't even know where to start. I wish I could shake high school me and be like, it doesn't matter if people like you. Yeah. But I don't think she would believe me. You don't? No. I know part of me like has all this advice, but the other part of me is like, no, I needed to go through that to be where I am now. A hundred percent how I feel. You know, I'm not like, oh, I want to change her. Like she was great. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. Same. I liked high school. You too. Thank you. I like you now also. Thank you. 
I didn't know high school you, but you wouldn't like high school me. <laughs> it's okay. That's not true. It's a hundred percent true. I don't think I would have been friends with you in high school, but I think if I didn't go to high school with you, I would have been fine. Does that make sense? Right. You would have had to not know me. Like you would have had to not go to school with me or know me. Yeah. That means no, we would not have been no. friends. Okay. You know, like when you see people in scenarios and you like associate them with that. Yeah. If I would have met you, say we're the same age and you lived in Missouri and we met at a swim meet, Mm -hmm. I think I would have liked you. Yeah, that's probably actually true. But meeting at school, I not that I would have hated you. I just think we wouldn't have vibed. I was envisioning was us swimming for the same club team and like going to high school together. No, I don't think we would have liked each other. absolutely not. Yeah. Well, no, I... I didn't dislike anybody. I liked everyone. So there would be no issue with me liking literally anybody. And I just would want you to desperately like me. And I don't think that would have worked. No, it didn't work with anybody. It doesn't work. Yeah. It's not a... a Tactic. Admirable trait. Yeah. Admirable. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. My advice, I think, to me would be to, like completely go homeschooled like be homeschooled and figure that out because I had always wanted to do that and I was a person and I feel like this isn't talked about a lot like everyone like loves high school like you hear that a lot like my high school experience was awesome mine wasn't horrible but I have no like nostalgia around that time in my life like I'm not like oh if I could go back to high school no 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 I am done. I never want to go back. But I think it was because, like, I didn't learn in that environment. Like, I didn't care to be there. I didn't enjoy it like other people around me did. And I I always thought something was wrong with me. I'm like, oh, something's wrong with me because I don't enjoy going to football games. They were fun, but I I didn't get the hype. I didn't get the hype like other people. So I think I would be homeschooled I think that's cool I think that that's a good piece of advice especially for anybody that listens to the podcast that is younger to start trusting your intuition yeah like I think that's the piece of advice there is if you feel something really strongly trust your gut if like I feel like oftentimes something we're told in middle school high school even college and in your 20s other people tell us often, you're young, you don't know. Yeah. And I think what that does is it it removes those gut instincts. Not that we don't have them anymore, but we don't trust them and we don't listen to them. And we even start to think of them as almost bad omens or like guiding yeah. us incorrectly. And I think that that's how you end up somewhere that you don't feel connected or good. Right. And so start trusting your gut instinct. Like if you have an overwhelming feeling that you would be better being homeschooled and you really want to make that case to your parents and make that decision, do it. Yeah. Trust yourself. And I think that when you start trusting yourself, Life gets a lot 
easier. The hardest seasons for me, even now, I think I've been going through a big season of this lately, is whenever I don't trust myself. For sure. For sure. Yeah, I just think that that's a good point too. And I feel like when you're young, it's like, yes, like when you're young, you need to be guided. Absolutely. Like, and a lot of people don't have guidance. And so like, yes, I was guided. I had a really good mom. I had a really good, you know, environment at home. But yeah, I think there's a balance between being guided and letting... And controlled. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. And that, again, I wasn't controlled. Like my mom, she just was like, I don't know how to figure that out. I'm working. Like, I, I don't know how to homeschool you. But that's the thing. I could have homeschooled myself. You could have found programs yes. to be online. So it's not you her fault. capable it's, of that. Yeah, I was capable. Well, I'm and that's... Enough. I think, though, that's the big difference. I feel like a lot of people have parents who are controlling instead of guiding and they think they're guiding. I like, yes. I, I don't think it comes from ill intent, but I know for sure my parents growing up, there were a lot of instances where I feel like they tried to stop me from making bad decisions they had made. Yeah. And that quickly shifted because they, they realized very early on that, oh, she has to make stuff on her own and learn from it. Like, she can't learn from our mistakes as much as we want her to. Right. She can't learn from our mistakes. And so that's hard, though, if you have a parent who is trying to avoid their mistakes for you because then you don't get to live out those experiences. And I feel like a lot of my friends who lived in that style of family, had to make a lot of those mistakes in college and in their 20s. Yeah, later, yeah. I just said college like I lived in Minnesota. College. College. <laughs> like it was like big. I liked it. Yeah, and it came out of my mouth, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I have not been around anybody Southern in a minute. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> college. Um, no, yeah, I feel like that's totally true. I know. I always think about me raising kids. I'm like, I don't know. It really makes you think about it. Just a lot of things. And it also, for me, I have the privilege of being raised by parents that I think did a generally really awesome job. And not only that, I have parents who I can sit down and say, I don't think this part went so hot. Right. And we can talk about where I feel like they fell short, not to criticize them or um, be hateful toward them, but those conversations are really good because they've been able to say, oh, that was not my intent. I, I understand the impact now, but here's what I was trying to do. And it completely shifts because you know how sometimes you yeah, really yeah. hold stuff against your parents because you're like, why would they do that? And they barely even remember it or like, yeah. they were like, what? Yeah. I'm so sorry. Whereas yeah. like my dad and I have had a lot of really cool conversations in the last couple of years where he's like, oh, this is why I did that. And then he'll go through. I understand the impact was how that was. But because I know his intent, I'm no longer frustrated by the action. Yeah. 
regardless of the impact. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, my mom and I do the same thing. Like, remember when you did this? And she's like, oh gosh. Like, well, because we just view it so differently. Yeah, and like your parents don't know what they're doing. Like, they're trying no. their best. That is the biggest lesson of being a parent. Is it no one knows what they're doing? And some people cope with that by seeming so together and like they know. Yeah. And they know better than everyone else. And that's great if it works for them. But yeah. Mm hmm. Okay. I know. Back to high school. Back us. to high school. Um, I would also say, like, I. I wish I was in a way like I, I really think I had a good balance of this. I wasn't like a kid that was so close to my teachers ever. Hmm. Like I never, I just, I was a kid. I walked into school. I did my work. I barely talked, like literally barely talked people that I went to school with. Like, that's what they say about me. Like, Oh yeah. Caroline's kind of shy. Like she doesn't talk. And I barely talked to the teacher. Like, I never raised my hand. And I feel like I... Not that I missed out on, like, connection of that. But, you know, like, people are like, oh, yeah, my chemistry teacher was, you know, a really big influence. I don't have that. Like, I don't... And I don't know if... I don't have that because they weren't influential. I think I don't have that because I didn't try to make the connection. And I'm going to be devil's advocate a little bit on this one because I tried oh. and I didn't get that either. Okay. And that doesn't mean that you wouldn't have if you put right, in effort. That's not what I'm saying. And... But I, my best friend, Bren, who you have met, mm-hmm. uh, she still talks to so many of our teachers oh, really? to this day and has these really close relationships with them. And... Uh, she just connected them with in ways that I always wanted and I did not have. Yeah. And I, I think the biggest thing for me is I was rooting through so much insecurity. It was impossible for people to know me. Oh yeah. Because all of my actions, and I don't think this was your problem, but all of my actions back to people were geared through the lens of how do I win them over? Oh, yeah. Yeah, mine was like, I just always felt like since I was little that I wasn't going to live in Fayetteville. Like, I'm like, I'm going to move out of this place right when I'm 18. Out of Arkansas. Yeah, out of Arkansas. And never come back. So in my head, like even friends, like that's why I didn't have like, quote unquote, a lot of friends because I just thought that it would hurt me more to make all these close connections and then just like, boom, leave at 18, never come back. Right. So I think that's where I went wrong though, because I missed out on relationships with friends and teachers because I was like, yeah, like it's going to hurt me. And I'm just saving myself, like I'm protecting myself. That's how I viewed it. But now I live in Arkansas. So yeah, I feel like I missed out in that way. But I don't know. 
I don't know. I would also tell myself to like talk more because I think if I went to high school now, like present me went to high school in my mindset, I think I would have a completely different experience. Yeah. Like I think I would be a better friend and just peer in general. I think I would like ask the kid next to me, how are you? And I was pretty good at that. Like I, now that I'm an adult, like an adult, literally I've been out of high school for what? Four years. Um, Kids, not kids, people (laughs) that were in my class come up to me and they're like, oh my gosh, you were my first friend in seventh grade. Like you sat next to me at lunch and I have no memory. I have a lot of that. And I'm like, I'm so glad I was an impact in people's life. But I think, again, I was so protecting myself. Like, I was always nice and I always, like, invited people to sit with me. But I missed out on, like, the long-lasting connection. Well, I think we kind of have that in common in ways because there are a couple girls from high school that listen to the podcast. And we've talked about high school us on here before. And they've messaged me after being like, it's so interesting listening to you talk about how you saw yourself and how you like see yourself versus how everyone else saw you because they're like, you were just nice. Like they were like, you were nice to everybody. So to hear you talk about yourself the way you do. And I'm like, well, if I was nice to everybody, why didn't I have friends? You know what I mean? I'm like, well, the people, the reason people weren't connecting with me was, yeah, I was nice. But it was all not fake, but just um, rooted in insecurity. It wasn't nice just because I'm nice. Right. (laughs) I don't know. Does that make sense? No, yeah. And the thing is, I am nice still, you know, but I don't know. It's so complicated. High school's hard. It's hard. And it's like... You're just thrown all together, and then it's like, oh, just gossip. Like, it's a whole world, really. Like, you're just, like, zoned in, and then, yeah, it's crazy. The huge piece of advice that I would give parents of middle school and high school girls, boys too, I guess, uh, or young girls who are listening to this, is get them out to volunteer, And not, like, I did a lot of volunteer work in terms of, like, I was working with the MS Society and things like that, which is great, and the um, American Cancer Mm -hmm. Organization and everything. Like, I did stuff like that, and that's wonderful, but I wish that I would have done more volunteering to experience life from the perspective of others. Yeah. Because all of the stuff that I did, I was just surrounded by more white middle-class people. Yeah. And that was great. I got to do a lot of cool things. I'm not complaining. But it wasn't until college that I got involved with things that I got to experience people from different cultures and different financial backgrounds. And I just think it's really important to start gaining perspective really young so that you're not intimidated by people who are different than you. Yeah. Because our differences are what 
expand us and make us better and help us create community and thrive. Yeah, and advance like the world, World. like literally. And so uh, if you're in high school or you're a parent of somebody young, you know, I think of organizations like the Boys and Girls Clubs of America and things like that where it reaches a really wide net of people, the YMCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish that I would have gotten involved with some of that. Yeah. I know some of my friends got involved with that through like free church camps and things that were put on, uh, but that just wasn't as much my thing. And I feel like it was the same thing as my volunteer work with the MS Society and stuff like that. The things I was doing, I was just surrounded by more people like me. Yeah. And it's not that people like me, not like me, weren't involved with those organizations, just not in the town I lived in or the, you know. Yeah. Does that make sense? You know, yeah, that okay. makes total sense. That's good advice. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. I don't know. I would also say, like, well, I'll just say this in general. Community college is great. Great. Absolutely fantastic. Like, I think that the school I went to, they just, like, ingrained in our brains. Like, you have to go to college. You have to do this. You have to do that. And it was so intense. And now looking back, I'm like, we were literally kids. Like, why are we? Like, I know why we were thinking about that. And I get it, but just then, like how intense they were. And then when I was a person that was like, oh, I don't think this is a fit for me. And how I was shunned, basically shunned from my teachers. From the adults. Yeah, from the the adults. Right. Yeah. Like it was shocking. And that goes back, I think, to what we were talking about at first, that if you're a high school person listening to this, Trust your gut. Like the grownups around you while they're there to guide you and might have nuggets of advice and there are safe adults out there. You have to learn to trust your gut because if you would have listened to the way that the adults around you made you feel, you know? No, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so proud of myself. But like also it's for, I'm preaching to the kid that doesn't want to go to call it. They want to go to community college. They want to save money. Like, that is awesome. Go learn how to weld. Yeah. Become a plumber. Like, I don't understand the disrespect that comes for these things that are traditionally, quote unquote, blue collar jobs, because we need them. People are not learning trades anymore. And what a joy to get to do a job where you're working with your hands and you're off of the internet and you're experiencing real things and interacting with real people and making such a difference on a day-to-day basis on individual families' lives. Yeah. You're not in some corporate machine. Not that that's bad either, but I, uh, I don't know. I have a couple friends that went and did those two-year technical degrees and are doing the coolest stuff. Yeah. I think, I don't know. I did have this one teacher. I shouldn't say all my teachers were not influential, but one of my teachers, I was a senior and I was like totally over it. Like I switched schools. I was like, I'm done. And so I was in the easiest, quote unquote, easiest 
English class I could find because I was like, I don't want to be in the AP, whatever. Is this the teacher we ran into years ago outside of um, Momica? No. Okay. No, she was like more of a counselor. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I do love her. But um, no, this teacher, I don't even remember her name, which is horrible, but I want to write her a letter. Like, I feel like I should do that because she was like the class was for kids that like didn't really vibe with school. Like it was like the low, again, low, quote unquote, lowest class of English. But the things she taught us, I was like very shocked and very surprised because one of the lessons and this was like in October of our senior year was like to write why or why not you want to go to college. And I was like, what? She's like asking us to do this. And like, it wasn't, she wasn't going to judge us if we wrote, I don't want to go to college. And she made us watch this video of like, you know, people going to trade school and then figuring it out or people not going to college that were really successful. And we watched all these YouTube videos and then she's like, okay, now write three page paper about why or why not you feel personally why you want to go to college or don't. And I wrote mine and I, that's when I decided I'm like, oh, I'm not going. Cause like I wrote the whole thing and I was like, you know, I have this business. I feel like, you know, school's not for me, you know, all my examples and reasons. And she was the only adult in my whole high school career that was like, accepting of that and she wrote on my paper I'm so proud of you I think you're gonna do great and I was like what that's the only person and at that time you were between taking a gap year and then going to University of Hawaii yes and not going at all yes I remember that yes. and you had your mom and me who were like we don't care yeah no, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah like I had a great support system at home that was the thing that was that is why I chose and trusted my gut because I had a backbone, you know, um, for my decision, whatever I went for. But yeah, at school I was shocked. And then when I didn't apply for college, I didn't even apply. I've never applied to college and they like forced me. Like we sat down and I remember this, like it was at a different class and they were like, okay, like we're going to do some college, you know, things I'm going to guide you through. And I, went up to her and I was like oh yeah like I'm not gonna do this like I I don't know if I should sit out I can read my book like I can self-soothe like whatever and she looked at me like I was like smoking crack she was like what do you mean you're not doing this what like just bewildered yes and she was like what do you mean you're not gonna do this I was like well I've made my you know mind up and I'm not gonna go this next year to university and she was like shook she was like, well, you have to apply. Like, it doesn't matter if you've chosen. Like, you st-. And you I'm have like, to spend hundreds of dollars applying. I'm like, it is $80. Well, I don't know what it is now, but it was like $80 to apply to University of Arkansas even. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. And I didn't do it. I sat out like I held my ground. I don't remember talking about college and high school at all. You don't? Uh-uh. That's but all they talked about. I also came from a really different... Fayetteville's a very different town. Very. I come from Springfield, Missouri, and the high school I went to was on the more industrial side of town. It had a much bigger blend of backgrounds. Uh, It was very diverse. We had students from all over the world. And uh, 
it still was primarily white kids because Springfield is a primarily yeah. white town, but we did have more of that. We had a lot of low income families and I don't think, I, I think a lot of our teachers understood that having that expectation on your students comes from a place of privilege. I didn't think twice about community college because it was so uh, celebrated at my high school. Mm. We had programs where if you did well enough in school in certain classes, you got two years of community college for free. You could go get a technical degree Mm. and uh, all these opportunities for kids. And my best friend from college who you've stayed with, um, Callie, you've met. I talked about her extensively on Matt and I's podcast this week. She's just been on my mind, I guess. (laughs) But... uh, she chose to spend her first year going to community college and then came to the university of Arkansas in for two years, uh, and ended up graduating an entire year early all to make smart financial decisions. Right. And I think in ways she like quote unquote gave up some of the college traditional collegiate experience of a four year degree not being their freshman year to go through rush with everybody and all this stuff. But she still made all of the friends, got to experience the functions and left in a much healthier financial place because of the decisions she made. And her doing that encouraged and her sister did the same. Yeah. Why aren't we breaking this mold? I don't know. Because that's what people tell us we're supposed to do. Right. I mean, I know why. Yeah. And like Virginia, my friend who's from Italy, her being here and then me explaining college to her, like American college, blows her mind. And me just talking about it, because like to me, it's so quote unquote normal. Like, yeah, you just go to call it like even though I didn't do it, like that is just a normal thing that, you know, the majority, not majority, I guess majority of people do. And I was explaining... The majority of people that you grew up with, with, for sure. And I was explaining to her, like, how much it is and, you know, what Rush is, what Greek life is, and it just blows... It blew her mind. And me just talking about it, it blows my mind, too, because then I hear her, you you know, college experience, and it's, like, completely different. Yeah. Completely different. And a frack... It's, like... Her pay, what she pays for university is like a fraction, like so small amount of what we pay here. Well, and that's how it used to be. And I think that's part of why culturally we're having such a strange moment with parents pushing college and all of that. And such a lack of understanding about why people are in massive amounts of debt and all, like all yes. of these things is people, it changed so quickly like so, so quickly that it's hard to grasp. I mean, for our grandparents, college cost almost nothing. It was like $25 a semester at the time because a lot of it was federally funded. Right. We're just, I don't know. Anyway, this has gone completely off track, but it's a lot to consider. And I think everything for me goes back to you have to start learning to trust yourself. Yeah. Yes. Also, another thing I would say is um, 
like get involved and get in sports, even though, or not even sports, sports, band, any extra curriculum that you are interested in, choir, I think that build, and I think people do that, and I think that is, and I think that is encouraged, but like even me just doing golf for six weeks. Gardner is yelling from the other side of the house. Sorry, team. She's talking to us. Um, I think that is encouraged, but I'm just going to encourage it again. Because even me just playing golf for six weeks, like the friends and like the little, you know, memories I have from playing golf, a sport that I absolutely hated, is like one of the best memories I had. Well, and if you're somebody that feels like you have... Extenuating circumstances that's keeping you from being involved in those extracurriculars. Don't be afraid to talk to the teachers and the coaches and the people who are in charge of choir, band, whatever it is about what those circumstances are. Because most teachers, in my opinion, like this isn't their first rodeo. They've yes. been there for a while. And their goal is to facilitate community and help kids. Yeah. And so talk with them. Like if you have to watch your little brother or sister every Tuesday and Thursday after school, and that's going to impede soccer practice. So you chose not to do it. Talk to them because I really think more often than not, people want to help you be involved in whatever capacity you can. No, very true. And I was a kid that didn't feel like that. I always felt like oh, the teacher doesn't want to help me, like, they're busy, like, they have bigger fish to fry, like, I'm just, like, you know, I have a good home life, like, I always thought that, and while those things were all true in a way, I wish I would have reached out for help in some areas, now I can't think of an example, but yeah, I feel like, and even if, like, you get a wrong answer, the answer you don't want from a teacher, there's multiple. Go to the counselor. Go to, you know, the principal. Someone will help you. Um, and, yeah. But, yeah, that is a good point. But, yeah, be involved. Um, I don't know. I also wouldn't worry so much about being in groups. But I think that's just a part of it, you know, like whenever we say get involved with organizations, it's not about belonging to a group. Yeah. It's about community. Yes. Which I know kind of sounds like the same thing. Yeah. Do you hear that? Yeah. But it's not. I don't know. It's not the same to me. No, it's not the same. Like if if Joe is an amazing singer and also be the friend that encourages your friends. Yes. Like if Joe's an amazing singer and I am a soccer player, I don't, don't be the friend that's like, Hey Joe, like I don't have any friends on the soccer team. Like, please try out with me, please, 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 please. And Joe's like, well, you know, I want to sing like that. That's what I'm good at. That's my passion. Don't be the friend that drags Joe to your stuff you are responsible for yourself you're responsible to make your own friends in soccer and Joe needs to figure her stuff out and do that but also stay friends with Joe because that's interesting yeah 
Well, and uh, yeah, it's just getting, it's a lot of getting out of your comfort zone. Yes. And the more you try new things, high school, I feel like for the most part, at least in my experience, was the safest space to try new things. Yeah. And I didn't try enough new things. Yeah, that's true. And it's not going to get easier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Very true. And I I feel like that is so often a barrier for people as they get older because you don't want to call and make the doctor's appointment. You don't want to, you know, I, whatever it is, that was just something that came to mind that I hear from people a lot. And Matt and I had a whole discussion about it. It is a whole person's job to take the phone call, make the appointment. (laughs) They talk to people every day. You don't need to be embarrassed. I know. My mom always taught me that. She's like, Caroline, that's their job. Like, they get paid to do that. Like, right. anything. A teacher, that's the teacher's job to help the kids. Right. Like, everyone, that's their job. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And uh, if you're feeling judged or something from the person you're calling to make the doctor's appointment to or the teacher, that doesn't need to make you fear teachers or secretaries or that you just found a bad egg. Yeah. You know? Or the person on the other line was, you know, having a bad day. Totally. And it's nothing about you. Do not take it personal. Right. But, yeah. Also, I was going to say this with the group thing, like actual groups, not community. Don't worry about being in the groups of, like, popular or the sporty group or this. Like, just do you. Just be true to yourself. And I know that's hard because, like, you don't really know who you are at 16, 17, 18. Like, it is hard. Like, I don't even... I feel like we're always evolving as humans. But um, as someone that was in the quote-unquote popular group, like, I was... I've said this on the podcast. I wasn't popular. I was just known. Like, everyone knew who I was. I was a sporty girl. Like, but... Since I was known, I was always invited in the popular parties, the popular group. And as someone, and I know like people are hearing this are going to be like, oh, easy for you to say, like you were invited. No. As someone that was invited, like it's not fun. It's not worth it. Like, did I have some good memories? Yeah. But like, I would much rather like be sitting at home by myself with my dogs. Like, I think I wasted a lot of time because I was included and I went to those quote-unquote big parties and all the things that I just didn't enjoy them. Like, it wasn't all that it's cracked out to be. Yeah. I didn't get invited to parties. (laughs) I didn't even get invited to parties really in college. Yeah. I just feel like it's not... And again, people are going to listen to this and be like, well, easy for you to say you were invited. I don't know if it was a me thing. I think it was. I think it was like my personality isn't that. But also, like, I felt the vibe that no one was really having fun. It was more of like, oh, they were just there because they were popular. If that makes sense. What does popular mean? I don't know. That is my life problem not problem what word am i looking for i don't know the box i am forever looking for what the heck does popular mean 
because it means something different to everybody. Yeah, that's true. I've never been the popular girl. But, yeah, I have a social platform now with a following. Yeah. People are like, that makes you popular. And I'm like, I don't think so. I don't think that either. And uh, it's just interesting. I'm like, what does that truly mean? Look up the definition. Okay. Because I don't know. Popular. You're gonna be popular. To me, popular is like the most outgoing people. That wasn't me. I didn't open my mouth. I wasn't um, goody goody with the teacher. Like I wasn't that girl. That's not in my makeup. Liked, admired, or enjoyed by many people or by a particular person or group. I don't think that that's how we actually define popular when we're talking about high school structure. No. Do you know what I mean? No, yeah. And so I always wonder, I'm like, what What are we actually saying? Right. The people that most closely seem to fit the mold that culture wants. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's more accurate than not. Because I don't think it's actually the people that are popular. No, because a lot of people don't like popular kids. You know? Right. Like, they're not all admired. But then I think of kids that I considered popular by that definition in high school. And I don't know that they were a part of the, like, traditionally, you know. I know, because there's a lot of people I really enjoyed in high school. Like, we're funny, we're more nerdy quote unquote, but it's like, yeah, they weren't a part of that group. They didn't, they weren't at those parties. And so I don't think that group is quote unquote popular. I think it's another I think word. So I think we use the wrong. Anyway, I agree with that. Not important, but I just, <laughs> I think about that a lot. Yeah. Wild. High yeah. school's wild. High school's wild. Okay. So Caroline and I are coming to the end of our, we had what? Two and a half months of... Maybe, yeah. Three? The whole summer, yeah. The whole summer scheduled of what was coming out each week in episodes. And we're now back in our planning phase. So next week we will be episode planning for all of fall. Yes. And it's September. Go get yourself a pumpkin spice latte or an apple... Apple something. Apple... Don't know what it is. It's Starbucks if you don't like pumpkin spice. Or from somewhere local. Local places also get fall flavors. So Mm -hmm. go somewhere local, get yourself a fall treat, and brainstorm what do we want to hear from Caroline and Joe this season? Because this is the time where we really take into consideration those requests we get from you all and start making our episode plan through probably the holiday. Yeah. So... Hop on, email us, DM us. We can put up a question box. Yes, all the things. We want to hear what you want to know. Because there are roughly, I think, 4,000 of you, if you're wondering, (laughs) that listen each week. And we are a small but mighty podcast of you guys. And we love you so unbelievably much. And we want to make sure that those of you that have really stuck with us and continue to listen are getting exactly what you want out of this. Yes. So. And we love you guys and write us a review.
also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Write us a review. <laughs> I've stopped that. checking them because yeah. I am so scared. Traumatized. I'm traumatized by a single review. I haven't checked them in probably two months. I am traumatized to ask people to review Matt and I's podcast. <laughs> I like, I'm like, I don't like the system at all. I get it, but it's like sometimes, wow. Yeah. Sometimes people have a lot to say. Yeah. But and that's you don't fair. Know who they are. It is where you rate and review. And if you don't like us and you want to make sure other people know, that's the place to put it. Mm-hmm. So thanks. We appreciate you doing your duty as a reviewer. Keeps us humble. Yeah. (laughs) Truly. Um, You know where to find us. You know where to follow us. And join our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.